You are listening to the Star Coach Podcast with Meg Rentschler, Episode 51. Welcome to Star Coaches, the show for professional coaches that brings you coaching strategies, tools, and resources. Whatever your focus or niche, take a front seat weekly as industry leaders, decision makers, and innovators share their wisdom and expertise on the ins and outs of successful coaching. Now join your host, Meg Rentschler, as she connects you with your star coaching potential. Hello, and thank you for joining us this week. I'm your host, Meg Rentschler, and we have a fabulous show for you today. Our guest is a legend in the speaking industry. And as you will see from her interview, she is tremendously generous in sharing her wisdom with all of us today. Before we do a deeper dive into the show content for today, I wanted to take just a moment to remind everyone that we are offering additional content through the Star Coach membership site, which is launching this week. So if you would like to have access to live trainings, ways to maintain your credential, build a coaching community, take a part in member-only content, and so much more, I encourage you to go to starcoachshow.com to get more information after the show today. So speaking of the show today, I know that as coaches, we are often looking for cost-effective ways to win more clients and to build our credibility. And that is exactly what our guest is going to talk about today. Patricia Fripp, as I mentioned earlier, is a legend in the speaking industry. If you were at Converge 17, you may have had the pleasure of hearing her speak. Or, like me and many, many other coaches, you were unable to get into her overflow room and could only hear about her wonderful content from others. Patricia is a Hall of Fame keynote speaker, executive speech coach, and sales presentation skills expert. Meetings and Conventions Magazine named her one of the 10 most electrifying speakers in North America. And I can tell you that after spending just a few minutes in her presence, I definitely felt that electrifying personality. Kiplinger's Personal Finance Magazine wrote that the sixth best way to invest in your success is to learn presentation skills from Patricia Fripp. As you know, the Star Coach Show is all about helping you build and invest in your success. So what better way to do that than to bring Patricia to the show to share her incredible expertise with you. As the National Speaker Association's first women's president, Patricia is full of fabulous information. This is a fast-paced, information-packed session, so I encourage you to get carried away in her high energy, her enthusiasm, and the fun along with all the wisdom that she brings in today's show. Let's go to our interview with Patricia. Welcome, Patricia. It's so great to have you join the Star Coach Show today. It's my pleasure because we are both stars ourselves. <laughs> Darn right. And we want to share with all those stars out there. 
How do you recommend that coaches build both their businesses and their credibility? I recommend that anybody who develops the skill to stand up and speak eloquently in public has a competitive edge over anybody who cannot. So specifically for a coach, and in case they're thinking, well, I'm a great coach, but I'm not a public speaker, outside the privacy of your own home, all speaking is public speaking. Just a matter of learning how to put together a presentation that is not a sales pitch. It has to give value. However, whenever you're giving a presentation, somebody introduces you and says you walk on water because you wrote the introduction for them. Two, within your presentation, you not only show your expertise, but you give case studies of successes of people you coached. And you are in front of an audience that you might not normally meet. And there is nothing quite like meeting people, shaking hands, and giving a presentation, having come up to ask questions. It's probably more likely, one, if they're interested in your coaching, it would be easier to book an appointment with them or follow up with them or be memorable in a way that when they meet somebody who could do with your coaching services, they, you know, I just heard this great speaker and she was saying, bu, 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 and she told a great story about this person who had this problem that she helped. Now, isn't that what you're just telling me is wrong? Exactly. So you're not only touching your audience, you're touching the people that your audience knows and interacts with and that when you share those stories, they can relate to people who share their stories with them. And this is what I call, we speak to the audience of our audience. And within your presentation, that's giving you great credibility, plus they are going to mail out the invitation with your bio. Even if it's a Rotary Club, you're going to be on their website. So it's, it's a matter of it just adds to the social proof that you are someone worth listening to and working with. So how would you recommend to somebody who's thinking about this? And I loved your comment. I want to make sure everybody heard your comment. Anytime you're not speaking in your home, you are public speaking. So when you take that onto a stage, maybe for the first time, how would you recommend somebody begin that process to even think maybe about what do I have to share? Yeah. yeah. And the first part is building your confidence because now I've made my living as a, as a professional speaker for well over 35 years. So one, if you want to speak, take advantage of what I consider the least expensive way to promote your business and build your credibility. You have to come up with a speech. Now, I know many people say, oh, I booked this engagement and I don't have a speech. No, I do suggest you build a speech first because you never know. You might follow up and say, you know, I have this presentation if your audience is interested in this. And they said, well, we just had a a cancellation tomorrow. Glad you called. Would you like to come? You need to be able to do it. So build your your speech. Yes. Get clarity about that. How do you build your presentation? So let's just say you're an absolute novice. One, sit down with a friend and do what I consider a once upon a time technique. Okay. It's you go through your life in chronological order. And I do this with clients. I say, where were you born? What did your parents do? What advice did they give you? Because I promise you, 
We are all a result of the values that we learned and the lessons we learned young. Either that or we're battling our way out of it. Fortunately, I had wonderful parents that gave a great example. So let's stay positive with this and not yes. like, yes, oh, I come from such a dysfunctional family. But even if that's the case, right. you've yes. learned something from what you overcame. I mean, in that case, your opening line of a speech could do could be it might you surprise you to know that now let's just say someone introduced you as a best-selling author or an or an executive speech coach would it surprise you to know that an executive speech coach who helps was the only normal person in my family in fact consider me the marilyn in the monsters <laughs> I love it. What you can do, you get, you can have fun with it. Right. Because everyone will say, well, I, my family's crazy and you can still be successful. So anyway, so one, you go through your life because, the, and this is the tweetable quote. So let's come up with the tweetable quotes. One, you speak to the audience of your audience. Two, all speaking is public speaking. Three, you get paid. Well, let me put it this way. When I say you get paid for what you know, you get paid for delivering well. Now, this is I get paid to speak about what I know, which is presentation skills. Mm-hmm. And, you're th- and, and you might be thinking, well, I haven't given a speech yet. I'm not getting paid. Well, yes, you are. You're getting paid with new context. You're getting paid with experience. You're getting paid perfecting your skills. And you are getting paid if someone does business with you. So you are a professional speaker, even when you're putting together your first talk. There are different ways of getting paid. Absolutely. For example, when I started this, I was a men's hairstylist. Really? You industry, I had a salon in the financial district of San Francisco. And I had been through the Dale Carnegie course and the sales course and the public speaking course. And I was smart enough to realize because I was giving seminars for hairstylists for a hair product company. My executive was saying, oh, Patricia, you're speaking. Come speak to my Rotary Club, Lions Club, Kiwanis Club, Breakfast Club. Oh, can you speak at my staff meeting? Because this is it. Everyone is looking for a free speaker next Thursday. They are. And if you have a halfway decent speech, don't worry. It doesn't have to be, you know, Oscar quality. Right. It just has to be interesting and valuable and you have to be personable. So you're going back to what you know. Go through your life. What were the influences? What were your job experiences? What did you learn? Because none of us, Meg, are as smart as we now are without having learned from somebody else. Absolutely. And if I wanted you to think I had not learned most of what I teach, now, what we do when we become masterful is we take what we've learned from others and we put our own spit, spin on Exactly. We, we combine all the different areas, screenwriting, copywriting, working with speech coaches, choreographers, acting coaches. You put it all together. And, and put your own special stamp on it. Right. Oh, no unique way. So this makes you unique and valuable. But if you're being held back because you think I don't have a new leadership development principle or I don't present speaking different than somebody else might, or not, I mean, you might present it differently, but you're not, 
there's not going to be new ideas per se as much as a new perspective. Yeah, new perspective. So you might, so you go through what have you learned? Who have been your influencers? And you really, how would I inspire other people? You can learn what I know by taking my advice and taking advantage of what I offer. If I wasn't honest and say, I didn't always know what I can now teach you. And the same with a coach. So for example, who was the first coach you worked with or how were you introduced to the idea of coaching? Here's another way you could open your presentation. It might surprise you to know that I have been a coach since I was four years old. Or I would probably say since I was four years old, I've been considered a coach. Well, that's going to get your attention. So you could literally go through your life from when you're a little kid to all the way through of where you've given advice. And at some point along the way, somebody, and it could be you were, you were a manager in a company and and your, your boss pulled you in and said, Meg, I know your job description says you're this, but what you are actually are is a coach and a champion of everyone on your team. Would you like to change your role to be a coach to other areas? So it's there was a moment, there was an aha moment. Right. When you realized, hey, this is really what I am or what I can do. And that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. And then what you can do is, is you say, in case you never work with a coach, you're probably wondering, well, what actually happens? Now you so let's look. Uh, and it depends. What is what is your superpower in coaching, Meg? My superpower in coaching is probably maximizing effective communication. So you might, what you would do in your presentation, and again, someone has already said that in the introduction. So you say, <laughs> as, as you can hear, heard from my introduction, and I would say superpower mm-hmm. is, and then you tell stories of three different individuals in three different walks of life Mm -hmm. that you've helped and how you did that. And people remember stories. You may use their name. You might make up a name. Right. Say something like this. When I first met, when I first met Mary, we were at this, we're having a cup of coffee. And she said, deliver the dialogue. I have to give a presentation to the board of directors. And I am terrified. And I asked her, well, why, you're a very competent person. You've been in this company. You know what you're talking about. Why would you be terrified? So you go through, so you tell them the story. Story. Mm-hmm. And you and let them feel the people's feelings yeah. and experiences. Yeah. Then you say, that went so well. That went so well. She recommended me to the her boss, who then said, hey, this is so helpful. Can you be on, can we put you on retainer to work with all our managers and executives? Now, what we are doing throughout the stories, you are answering the audience's unasked question. The first unasked question is, what type of people go to her for coaching? Excellent. And does she work with people like Like me? me? So you see, they you populate your stories with flesh and blood characters that people can relate to. Mm-hmm. So, for example, the framework of your presentation, which very much is, this is when I realized I was a coach. We all have coaches. You might call them counselor, training manager, supportive boss, <laughs> 
best friend. You know what I mean? We all have coaches. Right. A formal coaching relationship looks like this. For example, now the for example is the three different clients. Ah, so that's it. And the what do you do for them is answered within the story. And the well, what happened? What results do you get through a coach? Well, you've heard that through the words of your satisfied clients within your stories. Because a, make a really good story. Mm-hmm. It's all about people. We need to give them a backstory, and they need to speak. So, in other words, if I said Mary had a problem, oh, who's Mary, and what's your problem? <laughs> now, you could start a presentation like that. Mary had a problem. She was a senior HR director for Colwell Banker. Oh, for whatever, you know. Right. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So you, we know if anyone is seasoned, they've been in the job probably for more than 10 years. Okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe 20. And you expect a seasoned person has made decisions, has seen every problem. So if Mary's got a problem, it's probably something new. So you see, they're immediately engaged. And then the character Mary speaks. She said, Meg, I need your help. I hear you've worked with all our executives and they give you rave reviews. I have a very important communication situation. And I'll be honest, I'm at the end of my wits. After 18 years, this company, 25 years in the industry, I don't know what to do. Now, you understand your advice, whatever you're going to give her, now sounds valuable. Right. 25 years in an industry and she doesn't know how to handle this communication issue. And you've also, again, the subtext is, especially if you're talking to a business audience, Meg doesn't work with one person. Meg works with all the executives. Meg is the go-to person. Anyone has a problem, they recommend her. So this is how you build your credibility, even while you're developing your presentation skills. Absolutely. So in your experience in working with people, and particularly in this audience, coaches, to develop that muscle and to get out there and build their credibility through speeches and telling stories, what does that ultimately do then to their confidence once they bridge that that gap between, ah, can I do it, to actually trying it? It's the same way when you probably were giving people advice, you put up your shingle and your first client said, oh my gosh, you're good at this. Confidence comes in doing, which means perhaps you want to think big, start small. Perhaps you want to join a Toastmaster club or you want to get together if you have pals who are coaches and you practice on each other. You you conversationally practice your speeches at the dinner table. Then you go to the people who know and love you because my first audiences, as you heard, were outside of the hairstyling industry were brought to me through my executive clientele. And they knew she's got a great personality. She's a great hairstylist. She's probably okay. Well, I always exceeded their expectations. And so that led to opportunities. So you don't write up a proposal to speak at ICF Converge if you haven't actually given a speech before. <laughs> so perhaps... <laughs> 
if you belong to an ICF chapter, mm-hmm. you might want to offer to run a study group around the subject. You might want to offer, deliver your presentation to safe people. Right. Then you're ready to take it. And how do you get engagements? Very simply, at the beginning, you tell everybody you know, oh, I give a speech on how you can communicate more effectively. How can you build teamwork, better teamwork in, in your organization? Whatever mm-hmm. your coaching expertise is. And so, so you let people know what it is you do. I really want the audience to hear. If you've got a specialty, create a talk around that specialty. Oh, yes. Don't reinvent the wheel every, I mean, get yourself, a, create sort of a signature talk, a talk that is yours about your specialty, and then you can shorten it to 30 minutes or lengthen yeah. it to an hour. It's the way you structure your presentation. And I, I of course, teach this. This is what I was doing at, at ICF Converge. You put together at the beginning, and people say, oh, I got 20 speeches, I get 20 topics I can talk about. Pick one. Pick it's one. not that easy to create a masterpiece. So you're absolutely right, Meg. You create your one, your one good speech that will become a masterpiece. Right. Then what you do is you learn to adapt it or personalize it to various audiences. And, and let's just say, let's say you're speaking to a Rotary Club. Mm-hmm. Then what you're going to do, and you cannot lie to an audience, what you need to do is be emotionally true, not exactly true. So, for example, perhaps you're going to tell a story about Meg, who is a banker. When you deliver it, you can say, Meg was the first woman president of her Rotary Club. Now, is it exactly true? No. But because she's a Rotarian as well as a banker, there's an added connection. (laughs) And it connects that, yeah, it it connects to your audience. And it's not that you're making up the content, the substance, the, the story is true. Emotionally true. So you might also say, and perhaps you have the type of practice that you can't actually talk about your clients. So Mary, who is a 35-year-old banker, was really John, who was a 42-year-old accountant. (laughs) It's their issue and how you help them and the transformation that is true. Absolutely. Very key. And, And in actuality, we do want to design the details for connectability with our audience. And this is the secret. You populate your story with flesh and blood characters that the character that the audience can relate to. And that is exactly the same in a movie. Absolutely. So the reason I have taken multiple screenwriting classes for fun, I have no talent, no patience to be a screenwriter, but you have to admit, Meg, Hollywood knows how to tell a good story. They do their stuff, don't they? Yes. So this is why many of the techniques I teach come from Hollywood, from movies. And you know, when you go to a movie, the opening scene is in Hollywood is called the flavor scene. That is, oh my God, that's when you went, this is going to be good. Oh oh my gosh, this is going to be scary. Oh oh my gosh, he's a hero. You know, you get excited. The opening of your presentation needs to arouse interest 
in your subject. So that means thank you for the invitation to speak at the Chamber of Commerce. And when Meg first called me, I said, oh, Meg, I don't know if I can give a <laughs> you know, Are you serious? We really don't want to go there, Patricia? I, I guess I'm going to have to throw away my whole opening. So what you do is set. So it's it's the you're going to say. Well, don't you thank him for an invitation? Well, not in the opening line. And I would wait towards the end. What if everybody walks out on you? No, I'm sure they won't. So you immediately grab them. And so perhaps you want it. Let's should we give them a couple opening lines? Let's give them a couple opening lines. Okay. All right. Just a second, everybody. Be ready because some really juicy content is coming your way. If I were to ask you, is 2017 the year you, whatever your expertise, the result of your expertise is, I would say you quadruple the quality of your presentation skills. Mm -hmm. Perhaps you'd say yes. Perhaps you'd say no. Most likely you would say, Patricia, I would like it to be, can you tell me how? Well, congratulations. You're at the right place at the right time. In the next 20 minutes, you will learn specific ways of how you. So you see, you're, mm-hmm. if I were to ask you. Right. Is there a tar- if I were to ask you, and the third choice is, you would probably say and put your name in, yes, Patricia. You see, you want them to remember your name. Right. Say your name within your stories. Mm-hmm. Help Meg. I am a Caesar. So you see, you want people to remember your name. Because Absolutely. You, just because you introduced, they're going to remember. So that's it. So that- well, and you're linking your name with the value that you're bringing. Yes, Patricia, I want you to show me how to do that. Yeah, exactly. Then mm-hmm. another might be you could start with an interesting statistic or little known fact. Okay. And I recommend whenever possible, you put an emotion with it. So Such as? Would it interest you to know that 72% of professionals who can speak without notes earn 38% more than the counterparts? Yes, that would interest me to know of that. Of course it would. Yes. Mm-hmm. It might, you might also say, would it horrify you to know that there is more litter on the San Francisco street than in the landfill at such and such. Now I'm making this up, but you know, I, for example, I've helped a couple of people give speeches on modern day slavery. So Mm -hmm. I have all the motivational subjects to help people with. It, It could be, so would it, would it shock you to know? Would it amaze you to know? Would it horrify you to know? Would it surprise you? So it's whatever emotion you want. You kind of link that and then you link yes. that with the statistic. The statistic or little known fact. And then, so there's the rhetorical question. If I were to ask you, there is the emotion and interesting statistic. There is also, of course, a good one is a story. Now, the secret is to bring the audience into your story. So you can do this. I wish you could have been there. Oh, good stuff. I wish you could have been there. Now, obviously, you're not saying you're not taking them somewhere they wouldn't want to go. Right. So, for example, I was at one coaching camp and a gentleman said, I wish you could have been there at my father's funeral. And I said, at this point, that doesn't work because you, you don't want to depress the audience at the beginning. Right. 
Now, you could use that at the end of the speech when you've talked about what a wonderful life your dad had. He lived to be 96. He was still going to work. He saw all not only his children, his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren happy and successful. Then as a concluding story, I wish you could have been there. Mm-hmm. His funeral. The entire town packed in the Wimborne Minster. Because I tell stories about my parents, but it's their happy stories. Right, right. Church was packed. They, and as I said in the, in the presentation, they live long enough to see both their children successful. So you see, it's, it's that you can talk about something like death, but you just got to watch the framing of it. Like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. We don't want to lose our audience before we get our audience. Exactly. You can also talk about modern day slavery. However, you have to, you have to have success stories about people who escaped, who got out of it. To kind of build in that hope element of it versus just despair. Shock you to know, give me the shocking statistic. And then you might leave that there and then tell a story or what I would probably recommend. I wish you could meet Mary. She's a successful vice president of Wells Fargo. She's this, 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 this. However, who Mary is today is not who Mary was 16 years ago. It it might shock you to know that. (laughs) Although you see it in movies and TV shows, modern day slavery is alive and well and horrifyingly close to our community. See, you just gave me goosebumps and you did that on purpose. I know you did. We all have goosebumps, right? You see, but this is how you engage the audience. Mm -hmm. Tell us, and you see, we have to know that Mary is a happy life. It makes it easier when you tell us, her story. To be able to hear that, to know that the outcome is a good outcome and not to assume that every outcome is a good outcome in that situation, but for them to really be able to get on board and hear the story, you frame it that way. And and in in circumstances, as I've helped these, you want people to do something. So you might say, at this point, you're probably wondering, what can I do to help? Mm -hmm. You have three choices, Mm -hmm. your time, your money, your influence, of course, a combination of all. And right there, they're eating out of your hand. Yeah. So these are just some ways we could go on, but that's a good start. No, that is a great start. And you obviously work with people to build this muscle, to to create a compelling talk. And, and I want uh, people to know that you're delivering. Okay. So backstory for people who were not at ICF Converge, Patricia gave a presentation that she knocked it out of the park. I am getting this information from the people that were fortunate enough to make it into her room because I was one of the unfortunate people unable to squeeze into the wall-to-wall room of people. However, because Patricia was so incredibly successful at the ICF Converge Conference, she has decided to give some webinars and, and there will be a webinar right around the corner. Patricia, can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing for those people at ICF, either the people that weren't even able to make it to ICF Converge or those that did that, like me, that were crying in our in our wine glass instead of, of, and literally I went to the bar with a friend, yes, I did, and have a glass of wine because I wasn't able to get into Patricia. Well, I do not normally drive people to drink. 
know that. Yeah, fortunately, it was a wild success. And there were many disappointed individuals. And many people in the room say, Oh, I want to hear it again. Was it recorded? Which it wasn't. So for my new friends like you that I've met through ICF, and any of their chapters and their, their friends, I've agreed to do a couple. And what we will be doing is, is revisiting some of the highlights. It would be the five ways that you put together a presentation that you've given, well, certainly some of what we you've heard today, but it really about how do you find your content? How do you structure it? How do you open with impact? Tell good stories, add razor sharp specificity, get buy-in for your ideas, close on the high. So we're delivering that and Meg very kindly is going to give you the link to this. Don't worry if the time doesn't work for you. With so many of these webinar systems, as long as you register, you get the replay link. Which is, you know, so it'd be great to have you there live, but even if you can't make it there live, register and get this tremendous information that Patricia has been good enough to share with us. You can just imagine what you'll, wealth you'll have after you've listened to the podcast and do the webinar. You'll be writing to us telling us how fabulous your talks are left and right. Yes. So Patricia, thank you for taking the time to share your incredible experience and expertise. And I look forward to seeing you at the webinar. Well, thank you for the opportunity to meet your community. And what I would say is, please remember FRIP, even more than remembering my name, F-R-I-P-P. Remember what FRIP stands for. Which is? And you listen to Meg's podcasts frequently reinforce ideas that are productive and profitable. Ideas are everywhere. Implementation is the key. Beautiful. As Patricia said when we opened the interview, anybody who develops the skill to stand up and speak eloquently in public has a competitive edge over anybody who cannot. Therefore, I strongly encourage you to take advantage of this webinar that she has coming out that's going to give you those additional skills and things to think about as you build your credibility and connect with more people. Go to starcoachshow.com and on the resource page, you will find the links to register for either her September 28th workshop or her October 17th workshop. Remember, even if you can't attend live by registering, you will get a recording of the training. The other valuable information on the starcoachshow.com site this week is more information about our membership site launch specials. This is our launch week. We would love to have you a part of the community. And I really encourage you to explore and think about how having live trainings, ongoing community membership, accessing member-only content can help you continue to grow and strengthen your skills, your business building, all the other aspects that we'll be focusing on in the membership community. So check it out. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for your coaching success.